Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in this present moment. This is Eric Castillo here with another beautiful episode of the Infinite Talks podcast. Or Infinite Talks pod if you go to TikTok. But yeah, guys, today I just wanted to talk about a couple of things that happened this past weekend. Uh, Quick update on sports. A quick update on a dream or semi... I don't even know what they call it, a dream, but it happened while I was awake. Or semi-awake. It was a kind of weird little uh, ghostly apparition of a pet. So, and it was weird because I'll, I'll connect that story with what I have to say later on. But yeah, um, and I'm going to talk about just sports in general and and the, what's going on right now in the world, which is World Cup season, World Cup 2022. So, started off uh, this past weekend. It was Thanksgiving weekend. It was a great weekend with the family. So thanks to all the people who listen to this show, this episode now, here in the future, or whenever you listen to this podcast. Or for those who have listened in the past, who are maybe listening again at one point. And for those who are listening to this when I'm not even here anymore, when I'm gone. and Gone in the physical world, but here in the spiritual world. So I'm talking to you in the spiritual realm. <laughs> all right, guys. So... This past weekend was awesome. Spent time with the family in Eagle Pass. Shout out to the Eagle Pass family. Love y'all. And uh, my my dad and my mom were actually alone this past uh, Thanksgiving. Usually they're with one of the brothers, you know, and the family and all that stuff. But all of us were out of town this past uh, Thanksgiving. So my parents had to experience it by themselves. But thankfully, we live across the street from a bunch of family members, a bunch of family living in the same block and or in the same neighborhood so they were they hung out with all the family and ate a lot of good food without us but next year we'll be together you know thanks be to god and um we were in eagle pass i spent a good time over there uh, had a lot of good food um had a lot of good experiences got a lot of good talks catching up with the family had a lot of a couple of drinks here and there had some beer had some liquor had some some um, whiskey, some crown, crown Royal. Didn't get hammered, but I did. Uh, I did drink an, a little bit, you know, where you know got a little bit tipsy, but not, didn't get hammered like I normally do on a Thanksgiving. But it was awesome, man. I had a good time. So, and then the World Cup, right? The World Cup has been going on since November twentieth. It's already been eight days of World Cup events, and uh, a whole week has gone by. A lot of a lot of craziness is happening in the World Cup. The World Cup is, for me and, and, and for my family, um, it's been like, it's a must. We need to watch the World Cup, and it's a family thing. And this past uh, World Cup, this new one, this 2022 World Cup, has been a little bit different for me. First of all, I'm, I'm always working in the hours that they're passing these games they're giving these games so normally they would be around you know in the afternoon or in the mid evening and we're able to watch it together with the family some of these games especially when mexico plays we we are mexico fans we we support the mexican national team even though we live here in the states but we have a lot of blood and a lot of ancestry in mexico so that's why we go for mexico and the United States, don't get me wrong, we love the United States as well, but, you know, first come is uh, Mexico. 
for my parents, you know, they kind of got us into the whole World Cup vibe since I was a little little child or little children, as I like to say in in, uh, in a funny way. So when we were when we were kids, we would watch practically all the games, like tons of games. First of all, because we were in the summer and we wouldn't do anything in the summer as far as I like the kids go. You know, we would just watch TV. There was no Internet. There was no Netflix. There was no telephones. All there was was the World Cup and every channel. And we would watch the World Cup because my dad and my mom would watch it since before we were born. So when we were born, it was like a must have. You know, we would watch that. And uh, watching the World Cup with my parents and my family is like a it's like a tailgate upon a tailgate all week, all month. It's like one of the best times in our as a family getting together because we get to experience the 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 woes, the cries, uh, the feeling of loss, the feeling of wins, the excitement of scoring a goal, and all of us screaming together or like ooh, you know, like going like damn, that was a badass goal by the opposing team, and damn, we could have won, you know, like the sorrows and the excitement and and all the the feelings and and emotions that have, that we have as we watch the game together, we're making carne asada, they're making breakfast. They're uh, they're making uh, barbecue for those who don't know what carne asada is. Barbecue. We're talking about the the squads for each team. We're debating if who's better, what team they should should be winning. The World Cup is like a family, like one on one, like must have. Like we must watch it together. We grew up like that. We love watching it together. We we I remember when they played I think Japan or something like that. They played in Japan. We were waking up like in the wee hours of the morning, you know, going to to uh, my tia's house, my aunt's house, and we were watching the with barbacoa, you know, eggs, tortillas de harina, salsa, coffee, and then right after they turn about ten, eleven, we're drinking beer, man. You know, we're watching the games and drinking beer. And like you know, it, it's it's a very, very great uh, experience that we've had as growing up. And this this year, this World Cup has been a little bit different because it's in November. It tends to be in the summer, but this time it's in Qatar. And I don't know why they just chose November as the the time they 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 have the World Cup. So we've been watching the World Cup in odd hours. Uh, it's been hard for me to watch Mexico play because of my work schedule. But I've been able to see the games that I need to watch. You know, like the Mexico game, I, I've watched most of them. Um, Brazil, I haven't seen Brazil. I love watching Brazil play. Today, I actually got to see them a little bit during my lunch hour. But normally, it's I get to watch all these games. And this year, it's been like, oh, man, I'm sporadically checking out the scores through the websites or catching the the at, at the end of the day you know just all the highlights of all the games and it's not the same it's not the same man it's not as it's not as fun i was able to watch the first inaugural game with my family it was a sunday morning i pulled up we watched it but i got to my dad's house and all of a sudden the internet stops working and we're like figuring out, try to reboot the internet, the Wi-Fi, the Fire Stick, 
trying to get this thing to work. And it's like seconds before the game starts. Like, hey, thankfully, we live next door to my tia's house. So, and my tío, Germán, my tía Coco, like, hey, y'all checking out the game? And they're like, yeah. And we're like, we're going over. We didn't even ask. Can we go? We're just like, we're going over. <laughs> Operation change. So we, we got a, gathered all the breakfast, took it over there. Fortunately, they were actually, the TV was working for them. They were watching the actual World Cup game, the inaugural game. That's a must. That's one of the, we cannot miss the inaugural game. For some weird reason, my family cannot miss that game. They'll call in sick. They'll, uh, you know, they'll do something. They'll figure it out. Everybody must watch it together. So, fortunately, we get there. The TV's working. My mom, my tia has breakfast as well. We have breakfast. We have coffee. They have coffee. It's a buffet, man. A buffet of flavors and smells of, of beautiful food. And then having a, our beautiful family around watching the World Cup. There's nothing more exciting than that in sports. And we were like... You know, we saw the whole game. The first three minutes happened. The opposing team against Qatar, which I think, I believe it was uh, Senegal. I can't remember the name of the team, but they scored a goal against the hosting team. And automatically, they, they waved the goal off and were like, oh, snap. It's going to be one of those World Cups where, like, these guys control it so hard. They they waved out that goal. They took it off the scoreboard and were like, what the hell just happened? That was not supposed to happen. They scored a goal real quickly. I thought it was going to be one of those games where the opposing team just gets slaughtered. That didn't happen either. The refs had to do a lot with it. Well, that doesn't. that's besides the point. But the good thing that we were able to watch that game and uh, we were just cracking up, making jokes about Qatar, how, like, Qatar is super uh, expensive, and uh, like if we would have gone, we probably would have been like, "Hey, uh, we go to a restaurant and we're like ordering coffee, and then we notice that the coffee is like forty bucks a pop, and we're like, and then the waitress is like, uh, how many coffees do you want?'" We're like, "Oh, we want one for the eight of us, and we're gonna share it." <laughs> we're just laughing and cracking up, but it was fun, and uh, we were also talking about the the Mexican national fan who um, was caught with tequila. And was gonna get a a, pen, a sentence of thirty, um, I don't know, thirty slashes to the back or some shit, something like that. I don't even know what, but they were, they were gonna hit with get hit with something for thirty times. So we were like, man, that's crazy, you know, how we are in a different country, different world, uh, different culture, and the way the the World Cup is normally. We are usually see these World Cups in European countries, South American countries or in states or Japan or in the, in the Asia area. So never really seen one in, in a Arabian country. But so far it's been great. We've been, I have been able to see some, some of the main games from Mexico, which was the first one they tied against Poland. And then this past one against Argentina and Argentina dominated Mexico. Uh, it was a game where my dad and my brothers, we were all talking about it. My, I, I was talking to my dad about it because I actually saw the game with him. But I was also able to to talk to my brothers on the phone and then in person to my brother Rick. 
and then talk to my uncles, my mom. Everybody's chiming in, like, describing what happened against Argentina. And we were so puzzled that we didn't see a great performance by Mexico, even though we know that they have a better a better uh, outlook. Uh, we've, we've known that they can play way better than what they played against Argentina. <clears throat> there was so much, so much to talk about. We're talking about why did the coach play defensively first and second half? Why did they? Why didn't they? Uh, they try to be a little bit more risky in the offensive scheme. You know why did they make certain? You know trade-offs between players. You know, um, you know, switching in players in and out. The lineup was a little bit funky. We we thought that Messi was going to be the you know the the one that needed to be guarded all game, and that didn't happen. It, they missed the the guard for like a few seconds or a minute or two, and Messi made what he had to do. He did what he had to do. So we were just talking about all these different things, and it was a sad day for us, man. We really wanted I, – I personally thought Mexico was going to win all three games, and I told everybody Mexico was going to win all three games. They're going to go deep into the World Cup. They might even take it all. And for us right now, we're only – we haven't shown any good performance at all to be in that stature, to be playing in the World Cup for the, for the, for the championship. So I'm a little bit sad that that didn't happen. And seeing that the Mexican national team was misused by the coach. I think the coach didn't trust that Mexico could score against Argentina. And he was just playing for a tied game. He was, I was telling my dad that there's a, there's a difference between the way I saw the game. They didn't play to compete and win. They played not to lose. And that's a major, major difference. A major difference. When you play to compete, you're going to throw your best players out there. You're going to risk it all. And you're going to try to defend and win and make your team, you know, shine. But when you play not to lose, you're going to defend at all costs. So you're going to get scored on, but you're going to risk not scoring a goal at all. Hoping that the other, the, the other team doesn't score at all. But when that, that all goes to shits and your plan, your plan didn't work out for most of the game, then you're left with anything, nothing, right? You can't really do anything at that point. Like, it's hard for you to catch up because you already wasted all your energy in trying to defend your court and trying to defend your goal. And uh, it was it was sad to see, man. I really, I thought we had more than that. I know we have more than that. I just know that if if another coach would have been there that really understood the strength and the weaknesses of the team, and maybe trusted them a little bit more in the sense that, you know what, I'm going to give these guys, you know, a run for their money. They're not just going to beat all up, beat us up and score on us. We're going to score on them. I think when you have that mentality that, hey, I'm going to score on you too. We can score on you. We can do this and we can do that. 
I think that can change the philosophy and motivate your team to play at a higher level. And I and I compare that to the coach for Saudi Arabia. Shout outs and props to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, I hadn't know I didn't know that they were gonna be this good. I honestly thought they were gonna be the weakest team in the group. Well, I was way wrong. They beat Argentina to start off. When they beat Argentina, I was like, wait, wait, what? What, what just happened? You know, I, I didn't see that game. I didn't see the highlights. I was actually working. I didn't expect that. So I was like not even looking forward to seeing what happened. I just, I knew that Argentina was going to win. I, I was so wrong, bro. I judged these guys so bad. And when I saw them play against Poland, I was like, these guys are playing in another level, man. They are, I don't know what they did over the last four years to train to this uh, this level of play, this caliber of play. But the coach was fierce throughout the game against Poland. So I'm like, I want to know what's up with this coach, man. I didn't know that was a coach for uh, for the Saudi Arabians. So I go on TikTok and I, and I look up Saudi Arabia versus Argentina. And the coach gave a beautiful, scary-ass speech to the to Saudi Arabian players. And I don't know if it was uh between the two b- b- during the break or was it before the game, I don't know. But I do know that when he was talking to the Saudi Arabians, the team was listening. And you can feel the 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 attention, the passion behind the coach, the focus, the motivation behind the the tenacity of his voice. He was like, you stay in front of Messi at all costs. Defending is to be in front of Messi at all times. You need to know where he's at. Do not let him pass you. Everybody should know where Messi's at. He knew that Messi was a game-changing guy, you know, that he knows that that's the most threat that the Argentinians have, right? And he told them, like, I don't want you to play like lax at all. I want you to be confident. I want you to be all over the place. I want you to be aggressive. And he's like, this is the World Cup, guys. Come on. You have to try harder. You know, you cannot give up. So when I saw them play, because I had already seen him, I had already seen him play, that made sense to me. It's like, no wonder these guys are playing like all out. They look like a Barcelona, man. They look like a Barcelona type of play, you know, type of team where, like, the passes are on point. They're super quick. They're super fast. They're super aggressive on defense and offense, making all kinds of shots from different angles, putting the other team at, at, at bay, man. Like, hey, Saudi Arabia is not no joke, man. You know, there's no way we can just take him lightly. Oh, this is going to be an easy game. And now, and, and even nowadays, you can think about it. In the World Cup, all the teams are competitive, even Mexico, even Mexico. And we're going to play Saudi Arabia this coming Sunday or Saturday. I don't even know what day. Saturday or I don't know. doesn't matter. But they're going to play him again. Sorry, it's going to be on Wednesday. They're going to play him on Wednesday. And wow, that's going to be crazy because we're going to see a team that's been lights out against Argentina and Poland, even though they lost against Poland. And Mexico hasn't really shown anything but defense. 
we haven't seen any offense from whatsoever. Like very, very little opportunities of an offensive threat from Mexican team. But we've seen Saudi Arabia in all aspects of the game be dominant or very competitive against any of the opponents they've had. So it's going to be an interesting game when we see Saudi Arabia against Mexico. We will see what we're really made of. Uh, I'm talking about the Mexicans, you know, the Mexican national team. And we're going to see if we're really made out to, to go to the next round, which I believe right now we don't deserve to go to the next round. But you never know. Things can change very rapidly in the soccer world. And it, it all starts with the, like the coaching or one of the main leaders of the soccer team. If one of the main leaders in the soccer team is like, you know what, man? I don't give a shit. We're going to go all out. We're going to prove to our people that we are better than what they think we are. And we're going to prove the people and the masses wrong. It takes a guy like that to make everybody change their mind, their philosophy, and their intent and their motivation going into the last game where they might not even make it to the second round. There's a possibility, but there's a very slight possibility. So I'm looking forward to the game against Saudi Arabia. And I'm also looking forward to all the games that are coming up. I've been watching some of the games and the highlights now more through the internet, and I'm like, wow. A lot of these teams, they came out to play, and there's a lot of talent that I've never seen before. A lot of new players, a lot of new names, and it's exciting to see this new generation of soccer players in the World Cup. We're gonna see who takes it all at the end of the at the end of the month, or actually middle of the month, December. We're gonna see who who takes it all, who takes it to the next level. And who becomes a new star as Messi and Ronaldo are in their last years of World Cup. You know, I don't think they're going to play any more World Cups after this. And if they do, they probably won't be as effective as they are on this one. But thank you so much, guys. This was this is my take on the World Cup. I'm looking forward to see what happens. It's going to be a great World Cup. And I'm looking forward to spending a little bit more family gatherings with the family and, and getting to see those games like we normally do. We for sure are gonna watch the final game together. That's a no doubt, no doubt. And um, yeah, man, but that's, that's far as uh, I wanna talk about it right there. And uh, I think I made, I talked about the experience was with the family, my current um, understanding of what's going on with the Mexican national team and the Saudi Arabians and the teams that are playing hard and uh, exciting moments, exciting times. But also had a weird experience two nights ago. <clears throat> Sunday, it was Sunday morning. I was getting ready to wake up to go to church and do all the catechisms, taking my son to catechism and all that good stuff. But normally we wake up at nine, in nine in the morning. But that night, that, that morning I woke up at 7.30, 7.45 in the morning. I had a dream where I was trying to escape uh, this playground and uh, I couldn't escape. So kind of got anxiety and I woke up and I woke up because I had to go to pee. You know, I had to go to the restroom. So I'm walking to the restroom and on the side of the bed, like at towards the, you know, foot, foot area, foot rest to the corner, I can see like a, like a ghostly figure of a dog <laughs> and uh, like a like a dog that i have right now it looked like a dog i have right now but a little bit bigger so i was a little bit you know what the hell am i seeing dude i'm a, i'm half asleep but i'm awake too 
I'm more awake than asleep, actually. Not even half asleep. I'm more than awake than asleep. And I can see this little pet thingy, ghostly apparition. And it's the same color as my dog. We have a chihuahua. Her name is Chloe. She's like a off-white color, maybe like beige. But this one looked the same color, but, but see-through. And at first, I was like, maybe it is Chloe. Maybe Chloe's right there. You know, she's actually, she likes to go to our room sometimes. But what was weird was that I could see through this animal. And I'm like, and it approaches me. Like, it goes towards me, and it, it goes towards my leg. And then it follows me to the restroom, which is, like, a few feet. Like, not even that not far away. Maybe, like, a good five feet. And uh, I go into the restroom, and while I'm peeing, I'm like, what the hell did I just watch? Man, I know I'm awake. Like, I'm, I'm fully awake. I can, but I saw what I saw, you know. Like, it wasn't too dark. It was, like, when the sun's starting to come out. So I could see a little bit of light in the room, and I could see it clearly as I, I approached it, and the dog approached me as well. So I was like, what's going on here? And then... Later on that night, um, we pull up. We After the whole day, we were audited about. We get to the house, and my my our dog, she walks downstairs, and she walks towards me, and she's hobbling, you know, like if one of her legs hurts. And we're like, what? Did y'all see that? Chloe's walking with, like, like, a limp. What's wrong with her? So she goes up to me, and then I'm like, I try to grab her leg and she gets kind of like, you know, she doesn't want to move it anymore. Like she, she puts it up and she doesn't want to put any pressure on it. And we're wondering like, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with her? And at this point I was super full of food. I had just eaten a bunch of food and I didn't feel good at all. I was like, uh, and I had to carry her and like, I was kind of like loss of air and everything. So I was like, uh, and I had to carry her. And when I carried her, she put her head like, like uh, covered like she wanted for me to cover her with my elbow she went underneath my elbow and I was just rubbing her leg and you know kind of doing like a little chi prayer you know like the energies and like what my grandma taught me you know you know rub your arms rub your energy on the hurt you know whatever part of the body's hurt the injured and um, I did that for maybe a good 15 to 20 minutes and we all took a look at it to see if she was okay. And uh, by the time we know it, she started putting a little bit more pressure in it. But we were like, just, let's just keep an eye on it. And she was acting pretty weird. So she ate her food. I took her upstairs. I carried her upstairs. And I took her to my, my daughter's room. And like, all right. I told Bella, look, make sure she sleeps it off. In the morning, when she when you wake up, you need to check her, make sure that she's not swollen or she's she can put pressure on her foot. You know, we want to make sure that if it's something more, uh, you know, serious, that we can take her to the veterinarian. So, what was weird about it is that early in the day, when we we're in church, we were leaving church, and we saw a little chihuahua, which is my dog's chihuahua. We saw a chihuahua, but it was a black one with brown. And he was he was doing the same thing. He was walking with the family, and he was hobbling with his left leg up, like his left foot was up. And he was like, "Oh, and we're looking at the dog. Like, oh, look at the poor dog. It looks like he's hurt." And we're like, "Hey, Bella, why don't you 
you know start practicing your veterinarian skills and since you want to be a veterinarian like why don't you fix the dog but we we're just playing around we weren't going to do anything so we did we see the dog walk away with the family and then moments later before we leave we we're actually waiting for my daughter to go to catechism where they're just parked in the parking lot we see the same dog running like nothing to the other side and like it wasn't that that dog was just like hobbling with the family now he's walking back all normal and running and stuff and we're like laughing about that like hey that dog is hustling those those family like that family for some food or for for them to feel sorry for him and then give him like treat him or or take him you know take care of him but then when we saw that dog again he was just running like normal and then walking like normal we're like oh we're laughing about that and then later on that day we see chloe in the same situation like wow it's weird that we see that in the same day it's the same situation you know but it's our dog so it was just a little bit strange that we that we got to experience that and it's been a um a really fun time man Ex- experimenting with all these energy feelings and praying for people praying for energy you know uh when somebody gets hurt i practice uh you know the what well, my 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 grandma taught me which is uh you know healing with your hands you know rubbing your hands together and and you know going through the person's injured part or whatever they're hurting from wherever they're hurting and making them feel better and i've noticed that it does work you know over over uh over the year that i have tried it on people you know i've, I've seen that a, a good percentage of those people do get a little bit better not a, not right up, not right away but you know as I, if I start praying for those persons or and praying for that person to get healed i can feel the energy coming out of my hands and feeling the warmth or the static at times coming out of that person's body but that one that that's another take another episode but i just wanted to talk about those experiences that i had if you have any recommendations or you have any thoughts of what i just talked about or any comments go ahead and send a a chat on this podcast and or send me an inbox an email Eric S. Castillo 78 at gmail.com. But thank you so much for listening today. This is the Infinite Talks Pod, Infinite Talks Podcast with Eric Castillo. Check us out on TikTok, Infinite Talks Pod. Check us out on any, uh, I guess, streaming platform for podcasts. And go to YouTube. You can go to YouTube and also watch previous episodes, and I'll be posting more there as well in the near future. And remember, guys, we're not a brand. We're a frequency. And thanks for being on the frequency. Peace out. Peace, love, abundance, happiness, and blessings to all of y'all. Peace.